<laughs> that was aggressive. Oh <laughs> uh, man, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Rose Above Podcast. I'm your host, T Rose. It's your boy Mount. It's your girl, honey. And we got a very special guest in the building, Shatika Parker, running for first district of city council of Yonkers. Can we get well, a round of applause welcome, for welcome. her? What's good? <laughs> What's good, man? Appreciate you coming by, definitely. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah, nah, honestly, I'm taking taking time out to be here. We appreciate you. Um, we got damn Dens in the building. Young in the building. We got we got Everybody's everybody. Everybody. Like <laughs> we got we got a we got a full house. We got a little audience tonight. We never have an audience. It's a party. It's nice, nice to see y'all. Yo, how, how's y'all mental health? How's how Malk, how y'all been? Honey, how y'all oh, been? Mental health? Yeah, yeah, been mental health checking has been a week, yeah. Yeah, I feel great. You good? Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah, y'all gonna stop coming here with just this good. <laughs> I got, I've been good. You know, I've been working, grinding, doing my thing, working hard on the pod. So, I mean, you know, I'm excited for this interview. I just came back from vacation. Where'd you go? That's why she I went to the Bahamas. Oh, you got money. Yeah, I took my son <laughs> to the Bahamas. We were on a cruise. You took that nice little, you know, uh, carnival cruise. Yeah, carnival. Oh, they was oh, in so your email. Oh, no, that's the black people. They were in your email. <laughs> they was in your email. They, they got you with a, really? a deal? They got you with a deal? $60, $60 for interior no, room. No, you know, you know what's crazy? Like, this is my second one. So they actually, like, gave me the uh, the liquor package for, like, a little bit more than what the cruise was. So we was lit. 15 drinks a day. Tell me, so the, this is your second one you said? Yeah. So the first one you ain't buy no no alcohol package? No. You snuck alcohol in? Like no, a, like, like a I would. peasant? I went. Right, there's nothing wrong with that. It is nothing wrong with that. That's I've what done you do? that. I have done it. Dang. I, I, I must done be it. I must be behind. But it's easy to get stuff on there. Shatika, when you go on cruises, you you I've never been on a cruise. You never been on a cruise? Mm-hmm. I just having this conversation earlier. I've never been on a cruise. You gotta experience a cruise, girl. Yeah. This is a fun It'd be lit. carnival. Yeah. It'd Car- be lit. See, black people love carnival. Why y'all don't want to go on Norwegian <laughs> no, or Royal Caribbean? There's no party on there. No Norwegian and Royal Caribbean. Girl, relax. Is no fun. Just relax. Black people always want to turn up. They going. We go to Disney cruises. Or yeah. Disney cruises are lit. <laughs> nah, that's overpriced. I don't got no kids, man. Let's just go to Disney if that's the case. I'm not gonna be on a boat. Carnival's where it's at. We know yeah. where we belong. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. Yo, who, speak for yourself. <laughs> when the last time you went on Royal Caribbean? Not yet, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, Carnival's like 75 percent black. Like, 100%. And yeah. all the workers are black. Nah. Blacks. Not in this one. The they, entertainment workers are entertainment nah, workers. Nah, nah, in this one. There was really? nobody working there black. Like, like mm. maybe 1%. You got the one out of Denmark. <laughs> now nah, was it was it was it good? Was it was it nice nice relaxing? You you took your your son with you? Yeah, I took my son. He had fun. He went to the kids club. He didn't want nothing to do with me. He made his cruise friends and nice. Yeah, I just basically was like sleeping for 2 days and in a jacuzzi. Uh, and drinking. Shatiki, you're, you're a mother too, right? I am. My daughter's too. How how important is it for her to just get out, get out and ex- experience the world? It's really, really important. I mean, I didn't get on a plane for the first time until I was like 14, 15 years old. Where'd, where'd and, you go? Um, to Dominican Republic okay. for a friend's birthday. Um, and when I got on a plane for the first time, my mother had not even been on a plane ever. Word? Yeah. So that's lit. Yeah. So That's it's lit. important. She's already been on the plane. You know, she's two a couple times. She so. got a passport? Um, no, she doesn't have a passport yet. Nope. That's next, right? That's yeah. next. Yep. Yeah. It's important <laughs> to do to do one better than your parents, Joe. So you, you did yeah. that. Yeah. Growth. Right. Very nice. That's facts. Yeah. 
But let's talk about the real reason why you're here, because I know you pressed for time, because we started late. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I, 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 I apologize on we behalf of... I tell you, we was on black people time. It's okay. <laughs> it's usually me, so I feel better that it wasn't me. I told her 8.30, yeah. she pulled up 8.30 prompt <laughs> to sit here till 9.30. <laughs> it's cool. At least you had a, you had a little something. Take the edge off. She's yeah. adulting, you know? I like that. Adulting yeah. means, like, you know, schedule, time. Right. I love that. Well, So what made you want to get in... What made you... Oh, actually, Mal, you go ahead. You ask. You ask. What, what oh. made it? What? So, what prompted you to um, run for city council? Um, so, educationally, I have a bachelor's degree in political science, so I've always been um, interested in it. And um, I'm born and raised here in Yonkers. Grew up in School Street, mm-hmm. and um, went away to school, got my degree, came back home. I worked for a union for a while, and then I came back to Yonkers and was working for County Legislator Christopher Johnson okay. um, for five and a half years. And when he first, when I first started working for him, he asked me if I would ever run for office. And if you know politics, you just would be like, hell no. Like, you're not. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's a really messy, um, a messy business. But, you know, once you, once you get, like, behind, behind the scenes and you're at certain tables and you're part of certain conversations, you recognize how important it is for people like me, right, who have, like, lived experiences in Yonkers, coupled with my education and my career experience to be a part of those conversations and a part of that decision making. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like a very special lens, right? Like mm-hmm. if we're talking about housing, right? I've lived in almost every type of housing you could think of, project housing, section eight housing, affordable housing, private landlord housing, etc. And the people that are sitting around those tables oftentimes have no experience in I'm in any of those any of those realms. Right. So yep. that's really what motivated me. I feel like there's a voice that's um, missing and that needs to be there and is reflective of the first district and I'm hoping that that voice is mine. Love that. What is what exactly? Where is the first district for those like? Because there's, there's yeah. going to be a lot of people who listen to this who don't know politics. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. All. And so. the districts are weird. So the first district recently got changed. I'm talking about within the last two weeks. Um, prior to the last two weeks, the first district was um, at Arthur Street in Warburton, mm-hmm. and it extended. Uh, through the waterfront. So it stopped like right through the waterfront and then it stopped right after Serato Park. Okay. So it encompassed that first part of Riverdale. Now it goes from the Yonkers Hastings borderline all the way to the Bronx. Oh, wow. borderline. Okay. And so they stretched it out longer, but they made it narrower. So when I first decided to run, um, all of the projects were included, like Slow Bomb. Whitney Young is not a project, but it's low-income housing. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff was a part of the first district. Now it's not anymore. And mm-hmm. those are my people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not anymore. They've made it narrower and made it longer. But it's just a better opportunity to be able to, you know, I got to go to the south side now and talk to people and figure out, um, you know, we have so much more in common than we think, especially when it comes to problems in Yonkers. So um, I'm excited to talk to people. It's crazy how you, 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 you actually want that issue of dealing with um, low income housing because some people are afraid of that. Yeah, some people are afraid to have that issue of saying like, "Yo, how how can I make the quality of life for people who don't make as much money? Yeah, how can I how can I make that better?" So the fact that you wanted to embody that and and, and do that is a big test, a big testament to your character. Yeah, it's scary though. It's not like something that's just like, "Oh, I'm, I have all the answers. I'm about to go in <laughs> and be superwoman and fix this shit." It's not. It's not like that at all, right? It's like, um. It's not just, but it's not just about me. Like I have my personal experiences in housing, but my experiences, while they might be similar to others, are not exact to others. Mm-hmm. And 
like I said, when you just have to be in some of these rooms and in some of these conversations, it's wild. <laughs> like people's expertise or what they think is better for a population that they've never even been amongst mm-hmm. or they've never talked to, right? Like we've had um, meetings where I have to convince people to have, like if we're having you know, a meeting with the homeless, like we shouldn't all be sitting around a big ass table talking about the homeless without nobody there from the homeless. Yeah, community, yeah exactly. Right. And to me, that's just common sense. Mm-hmm. But it's been this way for years where people are just voided out of conversations and decisions are made for them. And it's unfortunate, but it's important for to me, for people like myself to recognize that and see an opportunity and then take it. Mm-hmm. I, like what, what do you what do you feel like y'all should do with their homeless issue? Like I know I know there's like um I know, especially in the square, like, I know it's a lot, a lot of homeless people mm-hmm. that don't have a place to go. No shelters are, there's shelters, there's a shelter, but not many, not much space available. Yeah. So you'll hear like often people say the homeless problem is a county problem because mm-hmm. technically that's the authority who is supposed to deal with the homeless, who's supposed to fund and find programs for homeless. But as local government, we have a responsibility also to um, join in that fight and figure out how we remedy the situation. And I think what people also forget, so a couple of things, right? I know you say, like, there's a lot of homeless um, in Getty Square. And while the numbers of homeless to a lot of people seem, you know, one homeless is too many homeless, yeah, yeah, of right? Course, of course. Um, but the population that's in Getty Square, um, it's like the same kind of people. Like, it's not... You know, that population is honestly not really growing. The mm-hmm. population of people you see in Getty Square. Yeah. There's actually more population of people who are couch surfing, who are staying in drop-in shelters because they actually do work and they just can't afford with the inflation and the mm-hmm. rent prices down to stay in their homes. So, you know, from my perspective, the, the homeless problem is a very layered problem. And there's a couple of things that I have thoughts about. So one... Um, I think it's easy for us to be like out of sight, out of mind. Let's find a big ass shelter and stuff them in there and warehouse them and get them out of our faces. And then the problem disappears. But that doesn't address any of the issues of why people are homeless to begin with. Right. Mm -hmm. That doesn't address employment. It doesn't address substance abuse and mental health issues. It doesn't address, um, you know, a wide range of things. And so in order to remedy, I think that those things need to be addressed. One thing that people don't know is that when you go stay in a homeless shelter, if you're in a formal homeless shelter and it's not a drop-in, mm-hmm. um, you have to contribute like 85% of your income a right. month to the shelter. So if you're making $1,000, yeah, if you're making $1,000, like 800 of that goes to the shelter every month oh. after 30 days. And that's why people are turned off mm-hmm. by shelters and prefer to stay in drop-ins, which is what we have in, here in Yonkers. But the problem with drop-ins is that they're rotating. They're not stable, right? So you have to go in at a certain time at night and you have to, technically, you know, leave in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's why we see people lingering in the square and, you know, things of that nature. But what is the real root of that issue? The real root is that people should not have to contribute 80% of their incomes Correct. to stay in formal shelters. Okay. Who's in control of that? It's a state law. Mm-hmm. So local government and county government need to, you know, band together and advocate at the state level for something like that to be changed. That would help with the people that we see lingering because people will not be deterred from staying in formal shelter housing instead of staying in drop-ins where you have to leave early in the morning and then you see people, you know, hanging out. Yeah, in the hanging square. out all the... Um, so I don't want to bore y'all with no, all no, 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 no. I actually didn't know that because that's a yeah. crazy thing that they're taking money from homeless people. Yeah. yeah. And and New York City has a pilot program that they've done where instead of trying to attempt to lobby the state representatives and change the law, 
Um, they've created a program where they still take that money, but they put it in a savings account for some of their homeless populations, and then the homeless, after a certain amount of time or through their transition of finding permanent housing, could use that savings that they've developed to, you know, pay their rent for a year. Or, you know, I'm pretty sure there's, like, stipulations around what you can use the money for, even though it's yours. Um, mm -hmm. And that could be something that's mimicked, right? I think the real problem is that people are not trying to be creative and solve the problem. They're just like, oh, it's a county issue. I'm not going to deal with it, mm -hmm. at least people on the local level. And I think it's better that we decide is our problem too, right? Like this is our community, these are our people, and we should be focused on solutions rather than the actual problem. Yeah. It's time to start passing the blame. Right. Yeah. Let's figure it Even out. Even when it comes to like feeding the homeless questions, so I'm not, I've like thought about, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a politician, right? So I know like Saunders has like a cooking program, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, yo, is there no way where maybe high school kids want to learn how to cook, learn how, learn how to be chefs, can cook and make meals for the homeless, mm -hmm. as like as like homework and and donate it to the homeless. Is that is that something that can't be done? No, it's not something that can't be done. I think people are just afraid to push the envelope. They're afraid to be creative, or they just don't care as much as they should to want to try different things. Right? It's like even with our education um, in Yonkers, like Yonkers Public Schools is extremely underfunded, and the way the state formula works is that. Um, money is distributed by county, and mm -hmm. we live in one of the wealthiest counties. Mm -hmm. So even though we're one of the poorest cities, we live amongst some of the wealthiest cities, and so therefore we get the short end of the stick as it comes to state funding. But again, instead of just trying to blame the state, and yes, we should be up there pushing them to fully fund the formula and to give us you know, the maximum foundation aid, et cetera, but what are we doing on the local level to make sure that we have more money for our students? What kind of creative things can we come up with ourselves to make sure that we're injecting funds into our schools? It can't just be, you know, sit on your hands and wait until a higher level of government does something. Mm -hmm. You got to be creative and wanting to do more locally. It's, 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 I'm actually, it's kind of sad because you, we shouldn't have to do those things to fund our schools when Yonkers pays the highest taxes out of every city in Westchester. The extra tax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yonkers pays the highest taxes. So to, to me, to not be able to fund your kids, to fund, mm -hmm. like, like, our kids, look at look at when we graduate high school. None of our high schools have changed. Right. Have had any any type of change. Going high school, basketball court, or even the hallways, same smell when I walk in that school. <laughs> same smell, same everything. When I went to Lincoln to play basketball, I'm like, yo, it's the same exact thing that I walked into used to play. It's insane to me. Like and when you go to like Mamarinick High School, Pelham High School, mm -hmm. um, New Rochelle, Malvern, even Malvern High School, there's dip they they've renovated certain areas. You're like, yo, wow. Where where is that for us? Where's renovations? Mm -hmm. Like where? How can you? How can you? Where does that money go? Where's all the all the tax money? It's insane. Yeah, seems like we're not high on the priority list here. And I guess your point, you want to get Yonkers in that spotlight so you can help out the schools, the homeless, yeah, and stuff like that. I just want to move the council to be more creative and thinking about other ways to expand funding in our city and remedy the, cause it's not really a homeless situation as much as it is a housing situation. Like we lack affordable and low income, like comfortable low income housing for residents in our city. And that's why we have homeless. In addition to other, you know, issues like mental health and substance abuse, the real problem is that there's not enough housing. How many times do you have family or friends who are like struggling to find an apartment because the housing stock is just crazy? It costs too much money. Incomes are not matching up with how much people are charging for you know apartments, and 
We have all of these luxury developments happening. I was just about to say that. Do you, all along, yeah. I was about to say, do you think that the gentrification, because it is, that's what it is. They're trying to do is gentrify that area. Yeah. Yeah. District yeah. Um, do you feel like that, that's an issue? Like, do you feel like that the, the building of the luxury apartments, is it a good thing? Is it bad for, what, for our, our area? How do you feel about it? I think cities make decisions to expand and grow in different ways in order to keep themselves modern and constantly growing and attracting new people to come there. And I don't necessarily look at that as a bad thing, but I look at it as a bad thing when you're pushing out the residents who are already here Mm -hmm. or when you're not accounting for them. So right now there's an ordinance in Yonkers that says every new luxury development that goes up after a certain year, I think it's like 2011, um, has to have 10% affordable housing. So on a hundred unit building, that's 10 apartments that are quote-unquote affordable. Mm-hmm. Now you go even further by saying that 10% is based off of Westchester County's area median income, not Yonkers. Again, we just talked about how Yonkers is a very poor city and a very wealthy county, mm-hmm. but we're using the county's numbers to decide what's affordable for Yonkers residents. So amongst that 10%, let's say four of those apartments um, are in like a, a, low, a lower income bracket. There's like two apartments in the middle and then four at the top of the income bracket and the area, guess what the area median income for a family of four in Yonkers is? I mean, in Westchester County is. 45,000. What? A hundred? No. Oh, for Westchester County. Yeah. They said Yonkers, I'm sorry. Uh, right. 100, That's a good point. 100, 150,000? Close. 100 something. It's like 138 for a family of four. How many yeah. people or families of four in Yonkers yeah. you know make one hundred and thirty-eight thousand? Nah, I mean, that, that's why I said forty thousand, <laughs> yeah. forty-five thousand. Because <laughs> yeah. even some of our family of fours doesn't necessarily consist of a man, a woman, and two children, that's right? Yeah. It could be a woman and three kids, a man and three kids. Yeah. Um, and so it's just we gotta like we gotta we gotta take a real hard look at what we have on the books and figure out how we transform those laws to better suit people of Yonkers. Mm-hmm. Is that something you want to change? Like, is that something that you're uh, like, I don't know how to be creative about those type of things. I'm yeah. not like on that. But um, is that something that you're like going to the public in Yonkers? Like, look, this is the issue. Like, yeah, like help me change it. Yeah. I mean, the affordable housing ordinance that we currently have on the books Prior to that, we had nothing. So Chris, legislator Christopher Johnson, the person I used to work for, is the one who actually put that on the books. And it was a great first start. Mm-hmm. But that was almost 10 years ago. Okay. It's time for, it, it was time then and it's time now to not only increase the percentage that these developers have to set aside for affordable housing, but to also look at those details that I just mentioned. Um, there are other details within there. So like if you are living in an affordable housing unit and you're in that lower bracket that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. right? If you make a dollar over what that bracket is, you have to move or start paying market rate rent. You can't even just transition into another bracket. Yep. And that, that keep that keeps you in that keeps you in a box. So you can't even make more if you want to make more money, now you're like, yo, if I make more money, I have to find somewhere else to live. Yeah. To and pay. that's a similar problem with Section Eight, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you make too yeah. much money in Section Eight, there's really no transitional period. Like when we were on Section Eight, my mom was on Section Eight. I worked for them. I worked for them a few years after she was no longer on Section Eight. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I found out when I was working there was that they had a program for home ownership. And the only reason why my mom removed herself from Section 8 was because she started making, you know, what she was supposed to do. She started to, like, grow her income, and they were paying, like, a dollar. And she just didn't feel like it was worth it to keep going to these recertifications, you know, for a dollar. But 
at what point was somebody there going to tell her that there was a uh, program for her to like start looking toward home ownership now? Because yeah. that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to yeah. be transitional. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to be, you know, working at Section 8. I've seen people decades on, on there for 20, 30, 40 years, and nobody's really pushing them to transition. And they're not pushing themselves because of what you just said. Mm-hmm. God forbid I, make a, I get a raise. Now I don't got my Section 8. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to afford you know, my rent. So people are caught between a rock and a hard place. And I think there is, even when like, well, like when I, I, to, I don't want to switch topics too, too drastically, but when it comes to youth and it comes to um, extra curricular activities, um, I feel like there's a disconnect. Not, not only that, there's a lack of extra curricular activities, number one. Yes. But there is also a disconnect when there are extra curricular activities, a disconnect on how these kids find out about them. Yeah. Like, so kids in high, there'll be kids in school and they won't know about maybe choir here maybe like i don't know shallow Bap- um, messiah baptist church or oh, that's in district room, right mm-hmm. maybe they, they need they need a choir they're looking for singers and, and kids yeah. and these kids don't know because yeah. there's nobody telling them hey yo if you like to see love singing come here and sing mm-hmm. there's no way there's no there's no art programs there's no nothing you know what i mean no we used to have um north yonkers for drum drum and 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 all that stuff but they don't have that no more or the nep community center all that stuff yeah. Yeah. So there's like a big disconnect in how we receive our information. Yeah. Access and transparency is definitely two things that I think needs to change on, you know, the city council as well. Um, access to information, like meeting people where they are. Mm-hmm. I think like people have meetings at places or about issues and they expect people who work two and three jobs <laughs> to have the capacity to show up across town yeah. for an for an issue. And then they say, you know, maybe that they, they like, say that that issue must not be that important to that person because mm-hmm. they weren't able to make it to a meeting across town. And it's nobody's taking the effort to really meet people where they are, right? Mm-hmm. Like hold these meetings in community rooms in the building. We were just doing community conversations around District 1 where it's like I'm booking people's community rooms in the bottom of their uh, buildings and going up to the you know the doors and flyer in the doors and saying, hey, I'm going to be down here from this time to this time. You know, come talk to me. Um, I think that's one of them is just like actually meeting people where they are. And then it's just... You know, the access to information and the transparency. Like, I recently attended um, a workshop through the STEM Alliance who, um, you know, they're, they're, like, big into tech and into access to technology. And obviously living in the world that we live in now, seeing what happened with COVID and kids having to, you know, work from, um, go to school from home, that's a big deal. And um, one of the things that really, really struck me was that uh, there is, a program through the state where people of a certain income level could get like um, really good discounts on internet access Mm -hmm. in their homes. And you'd be surprised how many people don't have internet access in their homes or like the, they, they set a figure where it's like the average device per household. Like there are some households that where there's seven, eight people who live in there and they only have one computer in that household. Right. That's not equity. It's not equitable to have five kids living in a household who may all have to do homework from a computer, but they share one computer, you know, at home to do it. So they were going through this workshop and they mentioned, um, you know, that it's called like the ACY program or something to that effect where you can get um, lowered uh, your Internet or have like a discounted Internet and have more access and equity to Internet. And like the superintendent of Yonkers Public Schools could sign a piece of paper and everybody who gets like free or reduced lunch in that school would qualify for that program. Mm. She couldn't explain to me why that hasn't happened yet. Insane. Yeah. Insane. 
Yeah. And 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 that that's insane because <laughs> the fact that even I had reduced lunch. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, probably take it from her bonus. Nah, it's like they keep those secrets. And um And why? Right? Like that's a it, it it shouldn't be it shouldn't be the secret yeah. it shouldn't be the case yeah um and wow. I, I i listened to your your episode i don't i don't, I don't put you in a rocking hard place um i listened to one of your interviews i'm not going to say the name of the person of the place you went where somebody said that parenting is the reason mm. for when for mm-hmm. gun violence yeah when kids bring guns to school and stuff yeah <clears throat> and um just speaking back on like extracurricular stuff um I, I I totally disagree because I know I know people who were into gangs and into cra- crazy stuff when both of their parents are even like their parent they had good, good. foundations yeah. great mm-hmm. foundations I, and they tried they literally tried yeah I mean they tried everything they got all the opportunities they they traveled the world their parents showed them a better life their parents got them into college HBCUs everything yeah and they still went down that path so to me I, that's why I, I when I when I heard that I was like I I, I disagree personally yeah. I think idle time is the devil. Yeah. I think anybody who has idle time and nothing to do, nothing yeah. scheduled, I think that's what that's when it's like and, I have. and and I would go further and and say idle time coupled with just because you have two parents in the household or you have a you know what some would consider a strong foundation in your home doesn't mean that you don't have kids who are still confused, hurting, mentally not okay, mm-hmm. etc. So when you don't have services for any of those problems. And mm-hmm. they don't have nothing to do yeah. or no outlets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you watch that episode, you I disagreed with him as well. Yeah. No, nah, I, I see now. <laughs> I, I was I was happy you did. I was like, yo, yeah. you better stand up for us because that is <laughs> not it. It's not it. I also but, know you. Um. You spoke about you know the housing, the education. Yeah. Um. And the other stuff. Um. What would you say your biggest focus would be when elected? Um. So what you just mentioned, housing and education, for sure. Um, I'm also, um, want to figure out why we lack diversity within, um, specifically within city government Mm -hmm. jobs. Um, it's not, you know, the, we have people of color who work in civil service positions and work within city government, but the high level positions within city government are not consumed by people of color, even though Yonkers is a majority, you know, it's becoming more and more people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely diversity in employment. Um, I have a, uh, uh, I used to have a business. That's the last time I was on this podcast. Um, yes. Yeah, I had a small boutique. And that is transformed into a consulting company that I have where I help businesses start and grow, et cetera. And so I'm really passionate about helping small businesses expand, especially black and brown businesses, because I'd say this all the time. We live in the city of Yonkers. You know, South Broadway has South Broadway, where it's like, you know, 100 Spanish businesses. Yep, yep. Um, we have, you know, Korean hair stores, et cetera, Little Mexico. and Yonkers. Yes. Yeah. And black people have been here forever, Irish. and we still don't have <laughs> a business community that's mm-hmm. ours or like, you know, um, a, a center for black business in Yonkers. And I want to figure out how to expand that. How do we give people the resources and empower them to open businesses, but also to be able to maintain them? Because we have businesses come and go all the time. Yeah. But I think lack of support from the city and, you know, resources, mm-hmm. et cetera, um, you know, cause them to leave. So how do we bring black businesses here, but also keep them here? Yeah, it's true. And even using our nine to fives, like, like even, th- you said, taking these, these city jobs, like there's not, I feel like, 
there's not enough of us that go take those tests. Yeah, I've been on the waiting list for like three years. Yo, there's not enough of us that go take those civil service tests. There's not. Yeah. Yo, there's nothing. Hurt. There's nothing wrong yeah. with picking up trash, bro, and then using that to 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 for your for your dream. Yeah. Using that money to support your dream. There's nothing wrong with that. And we like even at young, like we need more black police officers. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's and I think, firefighters and firefighters. And EMS workers like this, if people start seeing people that look like us, first, first of all, policing will change. Yep. Because a lot of policing, especially where I realize when it comes to black people, it's how you approach. Yeah. Like a lot of like a lot of policing. And, it, and I don't know, is that is that huge for you? The, like policing in District 1, how they do it? Is neighborhood policing like the, your way to go? How, like, yeah. One of the things I recently pointed out is that in my personal experience and growing up um, and just seeing police officers and the few police officers that we do have that are, um, you know, black police officers. It's not just about the police officer looking like you. Like it has to be somebody that understands, understands yes, you, right? From like, the community. Right, yeah. exactly. From the community. So there's been efforts on the city council to give extra points to people who've graduated from Yonkers, um, give extra points and priority to people who've graduated from Yonkers public schools. Um, I'm not sure where that legislation lies right now, but, but measures like those will help to ensure, right, that somebody is not just moving here, living here for six months, and then applying for the police job and um, priority. getting priority, right? Or maybe, you know, there's points for, I think, if your father was a cop or if you're a veteran or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. And so now you have somebody who's from Rockland or from another county who's just been here a couple of months, and they're your police officer, and just and they could be black. But just because, you know, we might not be able to relate to a black police officer from Rockland, like we could relate to the black police officer, you know, that lived around the corner from us or grew up on the same streets as us. So it's in all of these, um, I think in all of these jobs and especially policing, it's important for people not to just look like you, but somebody who feels you like some, you know, there's a level of tension and a guard that can come down when you recognize that that person is like, you know, you can relate to them, mm-hmm. you know? So nah, I, yeah. I, I feel that a thousand percent. Um, and what about your um, nonprofit? Like, I know you were doing Project Inspire. Mm-hmm. Is that something that uh, you're continuing to do? I know you've been working with the community, uh, with the homeless, with the children. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I love I love everything you were doing with Project Inspire. I I even supported a couple times because I was like, oh, this is great. Like, yeah. get the kids to go to the movies, feed the homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, what what Back are you trying to do? Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it. I was yeah, like, yeah. she's the only one that I see like really doing it. You know, on a larger scale, in Yonkers, um, yeah. especially you being from here. Like, what what are you trying to do with that going forward? So Project Inspire was born out of. Um, a need that we saw um the a lack of organizations that we thought like looked like us and felt like us and put on programs that we actually wanted to be a part of or wanted to do again it was people you know making decisions for populations of people who they're not a part of and we wanted to like a for us by us kind of organization um so that that is why project inspire was birthed and like you said we've done a number of programs we have like yoga programs took kids to the movies, took them to Washington, D.C., um, you know, fed the homeless every Thanksgiving. And we've been on hiatus because we are really trying to get our shit together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Donnell um, Keith McCall is actually the president 
of Project Inspire now, and he's been doing amazing work um, behind the scenes to, you know, get us some funding and really move Project Inspire into a direction that could help more youth. Because it's cool to put on programs, and I appreciate it. Thank you for, like, shouting out the work that we've done. But we're not people who just want to do shit just to do it, right? Mm -hmm. We want to, like, do impactful things, things that are effective. And if it's just going to become the annual you know, food giveaway or the annual book bag drive. Like, it's cool, but there's a hundred of those. Like, what can we do to, like, be different and to provide more? It is, after all, Project Inspire, right? We want to inspire mm -hmm. um, the next generation to do more. So we don't want to become comfortable with just doing these annual well, let us know what you need to, uh, you know, get this back on. Because I know me, I know Triff, I know everyone here, like, we uh we appreciate those type of programs. So yeah. anything mm -hmm. we could do to support, it's coming. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. if you have any like yeah. little little media, somebody there to just cover interview kids. I know kids love to just be interviewed and yeah. feel like you guys oh. um you guys did one of the fat the talent shows yeah, one yeah, year, yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah. was so cool, and they really loved yeah, that. Yeah, that's why I was. They I was thought like, they was like little celebrities. I, I seen I seen <laughs> I seen it in their faces. I was like, yo, I would, I love just making them feel like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. All right, so this is a question that I'm gonna ask. I know a lot of people don't think about the old folk. So for the seniors, <laughs> have you ever, do you have any plans for the seniors? Are, are anything in mind to help with, um, you know, like nursing homes or uh, um, assisted living for, for the, for the older, older folk in Yonkers? So um, like nursing homes and those types of facilities are regulated by the state. Okay. Um, but, you know, like the first thing when you were talking about that that came to my mind was like during the pandemic, things like really went left for them um, in nursing homes, but just like seniors and Yonkers in general. And, um, you know, there's um, the Office of the Aging has like these centers around Yonkers that puts on program. There's funding provided mm -hmm. to like keep the seniors moving and going, right? Like they have days and times where they meet and stuff. Um, and the pandemic just like really dwindled that. And mm -hmm. I think Older people lost a lot of friends. They lost a lot of family that made them afraid to become more communal and be back outside. Um, so I think just figuring out, you know, tapping in with them, maybe talking to some of them and seeing what they would like um, to be funded, to be able to enjoy themselves, enjoy their retirements, enjoy their, you know, bingo nights or whatever, and bring them back out. Because I do think it's a little touching you know, go right now just because, like I said, they've lost a lot of people. They're older themselves. They're very cautious. Mm -hmm. um, but with the nursing home specifically, I think, um, you know, there are organizations and state representatives out there who are working toward um, making sure that regulations for nursing homes and assisted living facilities are more stringent because mm -hmm. there was a lot of, you know, unnecessary deaths in our nursing homes around New York state, mm -hmm. just, um, you know, not being able to contain the spread of COVID and not keeping up with regulations and stuff like that. So, um, just supporting, I think our state representatives, um, in those efforts, but also making sure that the seniors who are not in nursing homes and the ones who are still mobile and can attend these centers, um, have all that they need and what they want. Like my biggest thing is just talking to people and asking them, what do you want? Okay. Right. It's not about the people who are keeping the seat warm in City Hall. It's about the people that we represent. And sometimes I feel like people are afraid to communicate, afraid mm -hmm. to ask people questions, right? I was just having this conversation about registering to vote. Um, in one of our community conversations, there was a woman who was on the phone on her way out the door, and we tried to, like, get her attention. And she was like, oh, you know, I'll come back and talk to you guys. And she came back in. 
she said hello and I was like, Do you want to re- are you registered to vote? She said no. And I was like, Do you want to register? And she was like, sure. It took me two like I didn't have to convince her. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nobody just asked just nobody's ever asked her. No, nope. yeah. You know, and she was Hispanic, so they maybe thought she didn't speak English yeah. or that she couldn't register. But you don't know until you ask. People- People think when you can't communicate well, you just, you're just stupid. So they're yeah. like, oh, I mean, I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And so, um, yeah, I think just talking to people. So talking to the seniors, talking to the youth, talking to parents, talking to educators. Like, what do you need? There's a show. Have y'all watched New Amsterdam on Netflix? Anybody? I heard of it. actually watched two episodes. Did you? Oh, yes. look at that. Yes. So if you watch two episodes, you probably have picked up or um, may have noticed, like, He's always asking, like, how can I help? Yes. Like, he's, like, the director of the hospital, but he comes in in scrubs, and the first episode, he's in there, like, changing into his scrubs, and the cleaning people are talking shit, like, yeah, who's this new director, blah, 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 you know, he's, like, just putting on his stuff, Mm -hmm. and then somebody comes in, and they're, like, what, like, they're, like, they say, like, director, like, what are you doing in here? And all the cleaning people are, like, oh, shit. And, you know, so the episodes go through, and... He has, like, this big seminar with all of the directors of the hospital and stuff, and he's asking for their feedback and asking, and nobody's, like, providing no feedback or anything, and he ends up firing a bunch of people, et cetera. But, like, ultimately, after almost every situation or before almost every situation, he's like, how can I help? Like, I'm, yeah, I'm the director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the one making the decisions, but I work for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I represent you. I'm how can I help easy. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. What, what you got planned for... Um, the housewives. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no so, which ones? No, no, no. So, like, a couple episodes ago, I, was, I mentioned that housewives, being a housewife isn't a job. And boy, my DMs Ooh, flooded. I bet it did. Yeah. The, on, on TikTok? Oh, they was, they was black men yeah, don't need they, a podcast. They only, they, only <laughs> about this. they only talked about this when I wasn't here, by the way. Oh. It's yeah. not a job, though, but. Yeah, okay. It's not. You get a double four for it. Should you, I should. Do, 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 do you think being a housewife is a job? I know this. I don't want to put you in hot water. How do you define housewife? Like somebody who's. How do you define housewife? Stays when you, home. Takes you, care you don't got. Kids, you don't got no takes job. Takes care of the kids alone <laughs> is already. I, I'm not saying that's not that's a job. Two jobs. No, it ain't. Yeah, it, it, it's a not, responsibility. It ain't a job. It's a job. It's a no. It ain't. If it's you, a job. it's work. It's work. If, it's work. If you're doing it's it twenty four seven, and it's that's work. all you're doing, it's a job. If you are not, is are you getting paid for? If you're not getting paid for, it's not a job. We should. You, yeah, but I don't think that's the question, right? Like, care of. you're being technical about the word paid. job, but really what you're referring to is that being a housewife is not work. No. Like, it's like... No, I didn't say that. It's I, like, I said it's not a job. Just like, no. like, oh, I'm just chilling, being a housewife, <laughs> drinking my martini. Being a housewife is not a job. Kids is over I there. don't think he means it's not, it's no, not work. No, it's, it's hard work. I believe it's hard work. So is, like, you know, clean, cleaning your backyard. It's hard work. Washing your car, yeah, hard but work. you don't have to clean your back your backyard every single day. Make sure that it doesn't die. Like, all right. you don't. Have so, to- all, right. all right, cool. So, <laughs> if you have if you have a kid, right, and you give him chores every single day, and he does his chores every single day, is that his job or is that his responsibility? It's a chore. It's a chore. It's yeah. a job. I think we're getting hung up on the word chore, job, whatever. I'm just saying. You got to define job. You got to define what a job is. But the intent behind your statement that house being a housewife is not a job is not based on the word. You're trying to diminish what comes with being a housswife. Mm, not no, at he all. thinks it's a privilege. He thinks it's like, oh, that ain't nothing. Being a housewife is a privilege. I want you to do it. Not being a housewife. No, being a housewife means you do not have to work. It's just hard work. 
I don't, I ain't never been I don't have to go out to make money because yo, how do you how you how you paying for the house? It depends. If you don't You're go out to work, who, that's a privilege to not have to go out and work. To not have to go out but and find a job and work for somebody else. Is that that's you a privilege. can't go out and work because you have somebody at home taking care of your kids. That that's a privilege. No, that's your privilege. That mm-hmm. you're able to go out and work because you have a woman at home I, taking care of your kids. Yo, if you wanted to go to work, you could go to work. That's Where's fine. Where's the kids gonna go? If I can pay for you to be home, I can pay for daycare. <laughs> That's not true. That's, all That's not true. Okay, okay. That's absolutely not. You must a little bit of a privilege. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna lie. Hold up, hold up. No, no, no. But it's a privilege I would not choose. First of all, first of all, first of all, do you know how much daycare costs? It's a lot. It's, it's a, a hell of a lot. a lot. So just because you can afford to have a woman sat, sit home does not mean you can afford you, daycare. Are we housewives of Atlanta? If you have multiple kids, that's number one. That's number one. And the privilege is that you get to get up and leave the house every day knowing that, that your kids are no, well taken care of that, by somebody at home. A, well, yeah, sure. a, it's not to, a privilege for a man to get up and go to work. Listen, I don't want to. That's not a listen, that's, that's something I, I, like I need to do. It's only a privilege if you like Housewives of Atlanta. So, if you housewife in Yonkers and you just you just paying the rent no. and putting food well, on the table, that's the, not a privilege. Well, that's why I asked to define housewife because if I'm a housewife and I got a couple nannies and I'm just chilling, then maybe, yeah, that ain't shit. But if I'm a housewife who is doing all cooking of the stuff at cleaning. home and taking care of your snotty-nosed kids while you're out. <laughs> our snotty-nosed kids. Yeah, ours, yeah, it is ours. While you're oh, out at mine. work. Right, they <laughs> yeah. might as well be because y'all talk about while you're at at work, that is, that is work. That you, is a job. You do I work. Think, you do work every day, but... It's it's not a job you're getting paid for. It's it's your responsibility, and it's, it just happens to be hard work. Like like you said, like. But the fact that you already defined it as hard work means that you shouldn't think so frivolous of it. I, I don't think frivolous. I don't no no. I don't think frivolous of it. Let me tell you no, why you got drowned. He got drowned in his DMs <laughs> because the way you say it's not a job. No, I I said I appreciate and I understand being a. Uh, I, what I said was being a housewife is hard work. I said I understand, and if it works for your household, I respect it. I get it. If it works for you, great. But I'm not going to sit here and you're not going to tell me that you got a job. I'm but sorry. You don't, you don't, you don't got a job. I don't think anybody says that in the term of like expecting a W-4 from it. They just say it's a job. Like it's, it's, it's equally and sometimes even more challenging work than you do sitting at an office desk from nine to five. I will agree with you there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I won't disagree. Okay. This escalated. I, I think it's only, it's only a privilege. Huh? It's only a privilege. Yeah. You want to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, here we go. When you start with realistically, Being then. Able to be <laughs> a housewife is actually a luxury because you are in a marriage or a relationship with someone who makes enough money. People don't only stay home from work who, and they're because they're that's straight. Not talking, that's not what we're talking about. If you are, we're not talking about you don't have a choice. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about if you are a housewife, a housewife is a luxury because the man has made the commitment that I'm going to go work two jobs. I'm going to go work three jobs or I'm just so good at what I do that I can just get paid an astronomical amount of money that I can afford to have my wife stay at home with our children. Well, that's why I asked the question in the beginning, how we're defining housewife, how we're defining job, because I don't think, right. I don't think, I think that it's a very loose definition and people stay at home and consider themselves, you know, at home moms are, okay. Are we differentiating between housewife and at home mom, stay at home mom? They're saying Are housewives we talk- like Housewives of Atlanta. 
No, right? no, 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 no. I'm talking the about, I'm talking about a mother, a mother, a mother who has a, a husband. Home she mom. stays home. She cooks. She cleans. She takes a care of the kids. Mom. She does all that hard work. And that doesn't always mean that there is, yeah, that, you yeah. know, an astronomical amount of money being made. Because your husband is not killing at home. That. It might be cheaper Those to keep you home than to pay for your three no, kids to go to daycare. What that means is, what that means is, is that that man made a commitment. To his family, it doesn't that mean he's that. going to do whatever it is that he has to do to provide. So his the, woman, you're supposed to point that out anyway, right? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You should do that even if I'm getting up no, 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 going no. to work every day. There's levels. There's levels. He made a commitment to Here say that hey, I'm going to do whatever it is that I have to do because I want my woman but home. But that's assuming. No, but that's assuming that everything is taken care of. It is. But that's assuming. But you're making the assumption that that man is going out and right. being able to make enough to take care of the household. No. They could still very well no. be struggling. No. Where these men at? Right, actually, let's do that. Let's do that. that hoe, give me the job. Right. I know a few. I know a few. I know a few. Give me the job. That's not what I'm saying. But what that's I will, what you're saying. That ain't a job. That's an internship. <laughs> oh, wow. What I will, what I will, what I will Can say, I get paid the daycare fee? What I will say is this. What I will no. say is this. And, um, I'm just saying. Y'all can, can say Young said it on the thing. If a man that is not making... Enough money. What about a house husband? You could make enough, and that's not enough. If, no, no, no. If a man is making a, if a man is not making enough money, but still wants you to stay home, it's not always a want. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, if you got three kids, money. daycare is twelve hundred plus a month. If you got three kids, it might be cheaper to keep your ass at home with your three kids than for you to go out and work and us to just be going to work to pay for daycare. That's what I'm saying. Where's all these men there's that you talk like, about? There's so they many different here. situations as to why people stay home. It's not just because it's time to chill. If you got four kids in daycare, I, that's... That people that's, have that. Yeah, exactly. People have two sets of twins. People have that. People that's have three under three, two you under just, two. You just, you just ain't thinking. We we're not going to talk about people's kids' people ages, have, okay? Because people have kids every two years. I have a friend who has three kids right now, one set of twins, and a, and a small boy, and they're all in daycare. None of them are old enough to go to public school yet. It happens. Decision-making happens as well. Yes, it does. Yes, no, but, okay, but, but listen, listen, a man making enough that. is not the same thing as he's a man making a abundance amount of money to sit there like, listen, can I get the money that you save it from daycare? Then we can sit there and say, all right, it's a, a housewife. It's a luxury. Right, so but the if problem you're just making enough to pay mortgage in the bills, that's not enough for me. Just keep just just keep I'm that same energy for your house husband. That's what I'm saying. If it was a house husband and he say, Oh, I'm working hard, it's a job, y'all be like, No, you're not. I know no, you're watching TV. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't if say if that. I'm a nurse or, or, or something like a big if you and have I'm making a big or bag. If you ever had small kids, you know how much work that shit is. I, but, right, it cool. really is I'll a lot him, of work. We, yo, yo, we keep using the kid I'll example. Y'all know home. every housewife doesn't have kids. Mm. Right, but that's why I was trying to then figure out how definition. you was defined. Exactly. That's a different definition. Because if you're equating housewife to stay-at-home mom, then you're assuming that they have kids. But if you're equating housewife to Atlanta housewives or See? somebody who's just chilling, then, yeah, you can make the statement you made. But y'all said, y'all said stay at home, take care of kids. I'm making, right. a, I'm making, making a statement general for everybody. Nah, <laughs> nah. I'm well, sending I, 10 toes on it. You couldn't stay at home a day with all them kids running around. You lose it. I could. I you could. probably lose I it. If, if I make them, I'm keep, I, can stay, I, can, I can stay at home with them. Oh, yeah? For how long? 
You say that now. If they mind, these kids. I'm telling yeah, you, I can okay. do it. Right. These Fun kids dad. and these wild kids. You be calling your wife every second, like, where you at, Luha? Where's I'm, the diapers? Yo, you I'm, supposed to be home <laughs> at 535. I believe in whooping ass. It's 537. <laughs> I believe in whooping ass. Nah, I believe funny. in whooping ass. Oh, here we go. So, Dick, I, w- I want to ask you this before we head out, because I, yeah. I know you got meetings, you got important things to get into. Um, what is the toughest thing that you rose above to get to the point where you're at right now? And... What's the toughest thing you are going to go through to get you at your end goal? The toughest thing that I've had to go through? Mm. That one always makes me I think, think I've already made it out the toughest thing. Like, growing up where I grew up, a lot of people did not make it out of, out of where I come from. That's true. Um, so I think I've already overcome the toughest obstacle that I've had to come overcome which is you know being able to make it out of the projects that are meant to keep people down and um not elevated at all um so thankfully I feel like I've made it through that obstacle um you know and that's continuing to elevate every day and what was the second question and what's the, what's the tough thing you're gonna you have, you're gonna have to toughest obstacle you're gonna have to go through to get into this the seat of um well first of all on February 28th um, I have to collect signatures to get on the ballot. Okay. That's the first. I was just endorsed by the Democratic Party. Nice. Um, Congrats. Last night or the night before last. Yes. Um, but that's not enough. I still have to collect signatures, um, a thousand plus, to be able to make the ballot for um, June. And, um, you know, so this is, I'm playing for the long game, right? It's not just being able to get an endorsement. But it's like hitting every benchmark. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have two other people who's running against me, so it's important that I get out there and I get out there early. So if anybody's interested in volunteering, they can email parkerforyonkers at gmail If anybody's interested in volunteering, <laughs> they can email parkerforyonkers at gmail And that's the first benchmark of many. I think once I'm in the door, um, it's really going to be you know navigating city hall and working together with my colleagues. To do what's in the best interest of the first district. Yonkers is a big place. We know that there are many different backgrounds in Yonkers. The east side of the Sawmill River is not the Sawmill River Parkway is not the same as the west side of the Sawmill mm-hmm. River Parkway. Um, and when you have competing interests, but you're all fighting for you know the same piece of the pie, that can become challenging. But mm-hmm. it's a challenge that I welcome, and I'm excited to do. Roll my sleeves up and get to work. And uh, yeah. Yeah, we we want to thank you for pulling up. Definitely appreciate thank you. Yes. Young, thank you for making this happen. Thank you. Thank you for setting these guys straight. Thank you. Yeah, where, where you get where can we find you with your information? Where Sure. So on Instagram, I'm Shatika Parker, S-H-A-T-I-K-A-P-A-R-K-E-R. Mm-hmm. My website is parkerforyonkers.com. You can email me at parkerforyonkers at gmail.com. Same name on Facebook. Um yeah. We'll make sure to have all that right there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, people, the people can see. Thank you. And watch it. Yep. Uh, yo, we appreciate y'all for coming. Yeah, Real talk. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. I wish I gave you headphones so you can hear the sound effects. We didn't have <laughs> <It's laughs> the hidden buttons. It's all good. Um, but we appreciate y'all. Thank you. Shout out to our YouTube viewership, uh, Apple Podcast listenership, Spotify listenership, uh, Google Play listenership, SoundCloud listenership for all the boys who can't afford any boys, all the people who can't afford um, Look at no, you. to be a house husband. I'm just saying, for Townsend, I mean, it's for the, the housewives need something to listen to. They can't afford to oh get us Apple Podcasts. That's what I'm saying. You're so busy. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, no. Oh, no. All the housewives tune into Rose Above It. We're going to make housewives the Yonkers. <laughs>